This is The Antidote with Dave Hawkins, where Christian music doesn't suck. special night for the antidote because this is episode number 200 so what better reason could there be to have a special artist on crazy coincidence how this feature came about it was one of those days where i was just cruising the net and heard a band whose music really impressed me i decided to write up a post about them for the antidote website and while i was busy at the keyboard i received an email from the same band wondering if I might like to do a feature on their music. I mean, really, like, how could I resist? And here it comes, the music of American Arson, and our talk with their band members, Evan and Jesse. Enjoy. We're met by Evan Baker and Jesse Gentry of American Arson. Guys, great to have you here. Thanks for having us. Well, I was going to talk about American Arson being a Detroit band, but as we record this, you're actually in the land of Disney. Yes. Down here in Orlando, Florida, in the sunshine. But I hear that you're not just coming down to see your favorite Disney character. You're actually there for football. (laughs) Yes, we're huge Michigan fans. We're here for the bowl game. 
I guess we should let everybody know that it's nine o'clock in the morning on New Year's Day. Are you guys <laughs> as nuts as I am for doing this? Um, you know, we were when we came down, we were like, <laughs> let's try to get everything in that we possibly can. So we actually did all four Disney parks in one day. We got up at like <laughs> six thirty in the morning. We were and, there till one in the morning. I think. Yeah. Well, we were there past one. They say past it closes one. at one, but we were already in line, so they let us stay. So uh, yeah, we're all about <laughs> we're all about cramming everything in we can. So why not? We'll do the interview and and uh, then we're gonna go to downtown Disney and then over to the football game and then start making our way back to uh, snowy Detroit. <laughs> well, Evan, you were with your previous band, Good Luck Varsity, for quite a yeah. long time. Yeah, it was about uh, seven seven ish years there. And what made you want to start up a new project? Um, well, we, uh, we had been pretty active with the touring and everything. And, um, I think the last couple of years we were on the road, like eight out of the 12 months of the year. And it just really started to take a toll on the relationships of the band members. Um, and it got to a point where it was just kind of impossible to maintain our relationships as friends and still, uh, be effective as a band. It was probably good that we got out before there was more damage done to, you know, relationships and stuff like that. What you're doing now, though, is quite a change from what you did with GLV. I mean, obviously, there's no way you could consider American Arson a clone of GLV. And that was, <laughs> that was pretty important to me. Um, I like a lot of different styles of music, and so picking a style of music that was not, you know, the, the exact same um, as Good Luck Varsity uh, to perform it wasn't really very difficult. But really, it was just more about, you know, I wanted to just kind of start off on my own terms and um, be able to play what I wanted to play and not, you know, necessarily have to run everything by a, a committee of band members. When you have ideas and you want to be creative on your own, uh, sometimes that can get in the way of the creative process and it's just a little... Uh, easier to just start hammering ideas out and so you know with American Arson that was an opportunity to sit down in front of a, a big pedal board with a whole bunch of options and um, just kind of <laughs> be creative and just kind of you know do my own thing. You originally started this as a solo effort but now Jesse's a part of the band. Tell us about yourself Jesse. Uh, well I was finishing up school last spring. Uh, it was my last semester and I had a friend come up to me and and mentioned that this guy he knew had, had posted about wanting to find a full-time drummer and and I just got in contact with Evan and, and shot him a message and I remember he had posted kind of like a questionnaire for anyone interested and I, <laughs> I didn't really fill out the questionnaire in my message to him I said I know I really didn't kind of go by your questionnaire but um, I feel like we, we see to eye to eye on, on most things and have the same goals and this is kind of what I've been looking for musically and and uh, we got together and, and jammed a bit and uh, clicked really well and it's, it's taken off from there so it's been it's been really good and I think we see things uh, similarly musically as well and in the direction we're headed. This most recent EP, The Bun and the Bones, was the first one we've done together. I joined shortly after the first two had come out. And so that was a cool experience, I think, for, for the both of us to be able to work on that creatively together. So the styles is really true, straight up rock and roll. 
Yeah. Yeah, you could say that for sure. It makes it easy to explain to people. <laughs> We're just a rock and roll band. I think my favorite bands have always been the bands that you know they're like yeah we're a rock band but that could mean that we're going to be fast and aggressive here that could mean that we're going to slow things down and build some tension here you know so my favorite bands have always been those bands that are able to uh just uh say hey what can we do with some drums and guitars you know whether that's sometimes that means getting as big as possible sometimes that means uh breaking it down as small as possible and um, you know, those are the bands that are interesting for me to listen to, and so that's the kind of music that I wanted to write.
what would you consider to be the pros and cons of American arts and creating music with only two band members? Well, um, you know, one of the pros is that it really pushes uh, creativity because, for example, if we want to do a, a lead guitar part and a rhythm guitar part, so the way that we pull that off is um, I use a loop pedal and I'll play one part, kick the pedal, that part plays back, then I'm playing the other part over that. And sometimes we'll do that up to like four times to create, you know, basically a whole bunch of stuff going on. And so from a creative standpoint, it's like, how do we do this without like, you know, sitting here all day looping over and over and over again? And that, you know, how do we make this feel like a live rock show yet still, um, you know, use these tools, you know, different pedals and, and live loopers and stuff like that to make a bigger sound? You know, to me, that's a pro. Uh, it can also be a con. You know, for example, if we if we start a song on a recording where the lead and the rhythm kick straight in at the same time, we might have to come up with a different way to begin that song when we play it live. Um, and so we'll, you know, we'll have to go back through and say, okay, what do we want to do? Maybe we'll play the lead, you know, kind of quietly, um, you know, clean with some effects on it or something. And then bam, we'll come in like what most people would have heard if they're listening to the EP um, as the beginning of the song. You know, we'll come in in there after, uh, you know, 30 seconds or so of of adding in these loops. So you do always have to kind of be figuring out, you know, how are we going to pull this off? And it's not always as straightforward as, oh, yeah, you know, if you're a four piece band, you just go and you play the songs the way that they are recorded, you know. For me as a drummer, too, it's a fun and, and different experience, just like learning how to how to write drums and, and stuff that really fill it out too because that's the other thing we want to sound huge we want to sound full and we want to be loud live and writing songs that when you when you get up there it doesn't necessarily just sound like a two-piece um exactly and uh we joke about sometimes how how many people will come up to us and and say like i didn't realize there was only two of you up there is it is there really only two of you or you guys sounded really loud for a two-piece, <laughs> and, and that's kind of a running joke we have. But um, that's our goal, I think, is to really get as huge of a sound as, as we possibly can out of the two of us. And, and that's been um, different for me, even from writing parts from my instrument from that standpoint. Well, you spoke about doing the live loops, so you're doing that during a live set. How yeah. easy is it to crash and burn? Uh, incredibly, incredibly, <laughs> incredibly easy. Yeah, rehearsal is really important. Yeah. Um, so it takes a lot of rehearsal time. Um, I actually have my guitar split through a, uh, a guitar amp and a bass amp. Um, and then about 60% of a lower octave blended in. Um, and then, you know, running through a big bass cab so that we can get that big full bass sound as well. Um, so yeah, if you stop for a second, you know, it's not just your guitar part stopping, it's the guitar stops and the bass stops and, you know, everything stops. And, you know, if, if you're playing live with a four piece band and you're a lead guitarist and you play a lead wrong, you jump right back in on that lead and nobody really remembers or notices. But if you play a loop wrong and then you kick the pedal and you loop that back for infinity, <laughs> then everybody hears your mistake forever. So rehearsal is really important, um, especially rehearsing the, the looped parts. Um, and then Jesse actually gets a feed of my uh, loops in his ears while we're playing. And so that's how we stay together. He actually plays to my loops, whereas some bands, they'll play to a click track or they'll all just kind of play to the drummer. He actually plays to the tempo of the loops that are laid down. So 
Um, yeah, if, if you do crash and burn, you crash and burn absolutely epically. There's there's no hiccups. So <laughs> you either get through it or or you crash and burn pretty bad. But luckily, um, we've been fortunate to avoid that for the most part, and we've done uh, you know we've put the time in that it takes in rehearsal. Um, to kind of ensure that, that that doesn't happen because we care about the people that come to see us live and we want to make sure we put on a good show for them.
from the original American Arson EP, The Vine and the Branches, came Battle Flag. And we're going to move on to talk about their trio of releases. American Arson has been really busy. I mean, your first EP, The Vine and the Branches, came out during the summer of 2014. Yeah. The Seeds in the Soil in the spring of 2015. And then The Blood and the Bones in December. Yeah. Like, did you have all this stuff bottled up inside of you, or has this really been a progression? <laughs> no, I, really, I mean, it's a little bit of both. Um, you know, I think a lot of bands, you could just write 12 songs, right, and, and just call it a full-length album. Um, but the thing for me is that, you know, I really wanted to kind of chronicle this journey out of my former band and into new territory. And, you know, a journey is documented at different points in time and so if you write 12 songs just off the bat and you release it as a you know a full length um, all of those are going to be from the perspective of a person who's at the same place being able to step back and record songs over the period of about a year and a half that kind of offered me the opportunity to you know document that journey uh, out of you know what I was doing before and, and into new territory that's been pretty fun so uh, I'm really glad that we ended up doing it that way. And the other thing that that did was it allowed Jesse to be involved in the end of it. Whereas if I had done, you know, all 12 right at the beginning when it was still a solo project, it would have been a studio drummer. And yeah, and we've worked in uh, several tours in there as well. We love to play live. We have to take a break briefly. I'll let Jesse tell you about why, since it's all his fault that we have to take a break. <laughs> hey, hey. You're out of the band. That's it. <laughs> He's not complaining too much. Um, uh, earlier this past fall, I kind of noticed my wrist and hand, my right wrist and hand were hurting a little bit, and um, I couldn't play for too long without it being significantly painful. And um, there, they found out there is a couple cysts that had developed in my hand and wrist, and so. I made the decision to go ahead and have the surgery to to remove those. Um, so I'll be out of commission for a month, month and a half or so here to start the new year. The surgery is actually going to be next Friday. Uh, just a little annoying thing, and uh, guess I kind of overused my wrist here as we were we were touring hard this year and and whatnot. But uh, yeah, uh, we'll get that out of the way, and then we'll we'll hit the road even even harder this year. So. But you're not going to do eight to ten months of touring. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 probably not. We, uh, when we come back from Jesse's injury, the first thing that we're doing after that is in mid-February, we're going to be out at um, uh, Millennium Music Conference in Pennsylvania and play a few dates uh, surrounding that as well. And then a full tour in April in our shorter jaunt through the Midwest there. And then uh, as summer rolls around, you know, probably uh, amp things up a little bit. Uh, we've actually been talking about heading out west for our summer plans. We have a little bit more time uh, to kind of just go wherever we want to go. Hey, this is Evan. And I'm Jesse. And we are American Arson. And you're listening to our music on The Antidote. Summer into fall And 
Oh
vines and the branches. I mean, that, yeah. that brought out the rock of American Arson. Yeah. But funny enough, for me, the outstanding track on the EP's got a lot more laid-back sound. The least of these has got quite a story behind it. Yeah. Uh, you know, there's not a lot of similarities between the, the band that I was in and what American Arson is doing, but one of the, the big similarities is this idea of sort of building tension and releasing it. I really like, you know, bringing things all the way down to maybe one guitar and a little lead line and then, bam, you know, jumping right back in. Those kind of songs are really fun to play live. Um, but yeah, the, with the least of these, um, I was working through what I wanted to discuss on those first four songs and just kind of came across this story, a really powerful story about a man um, uh, who his body was found uh, on the street and uh, multiple people had had the opportunity to help him or call the ambulance or, you know, do something in any way. And there was actually people, you know, just kind of taking cell phone pictures with his body. Um, and it just really struck me that we've become, you know, a culture of observers um, instead of participants. You know, we comment on things and we take pictures of things, um, but we don't always experience things. And even when we, you know, there's our our brother, a fellow human dying on the streets and people are like, oh, this is, you know, I'll post this on my Instagram because it's funny that somebody's laying on the street um, rather than, you know, I'll use that same device that I'm taking a picture with uh, to call 911 and see if we can't get this guy some help. And he ended up dying because of that. And, I, um, you know, that, that hit me really hard. And I don't think any of the people who did it, you know, had cruel intentions or were intending to be, you know, heartless. I just think that when you live in this culture, um, it becomes easy to just look at everything and everyone as just part of your scenery and something that you can, you know, take a picture of or tweet about um, instead of participate in. I hear you. It's like you're watching a television show. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, uh, you know... That's something that technology has done is it's opened us up to this vast world. And that's obviously amazing. And there's so many benefits of that. Um, but we've kind of seen it all, right? I mean, like you get a video, you know, message from somebody and, you know, of something that they saw or whatever. And you're like, oh, man, that's crazy. That's like hilarious or something. You, you can go online and search for, you know, cat drives a tank or something. And there's probably a video <laughs> of cat driving a tank. So, you know, it, we're just, we, we're not shocked by anything anymore. So we see a man dying on the street and you're just sort of like, oh yeah, I've seen this. I've probably saw a video of it once, you know, so we just kind of observe instead of participate. No flashing lights, no screaming Is anyone 
American Arson's follow-up, The Seeds in the Soil. I mean, acoustic. (laughs) You even included an acapella number with I Walk Alone. Yeah. Like, what is that all about? (laughs) I never got an opportunity to do that before, to record an acoustic EP um, uh, or to do anything stripped down, really. Uh, And so I thought it would be kind of a a cool uh, dichotomy, you know, to put that with this kind of in-your-face rock EP and then break it down, you know, um, and some of the subjects uh, and stuff that are dealt with on the seeds in the soil, they just seemed to fit a little bit better with with a stripped down, 
you know, acoustic medium. And so that was really fun um, to make. The stuff on that EP doesn't show up as often live. We do things from it every once in a while, or if we have an opportunity to play a longer set, um, you know, we'll work it in. And we we did. Uh, I walk alone was in was in the set for a little while. Um, that was really fun to do live because I think a lot of people are sort of like, what What in the world's going on? <laughs> you get an opportunity to really show people the looping firsthand. Um, you know, I think some people get it, you know, if they play music or something, they look at the pedal and they're like, oh, yeah, I can kind of see what he's doing. And some people are like, I have no clue what he's doing. But then you do the, you know, you do the vocal looping on uh, I Walk Alone and they're like, oh, yeah, I get it. This is like uh, this is like what Ed Sheeran does. So. <laughs> we, got, we, had one, we had one guy yell from the crowd one night comparing us. Like, I think Evan was giving his um, little explanation on stage of kind of exactly what's happening with us and how we're just a two-piece and he, he does all this looping. And somebody yelled like, so like Ed Sheeran, right? So, so I think that's the first and only time we've ever gotten compared to uh, Ed Sheeran, a solo acoustic artist. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but that was you know it was fun to do something like that. You know, it was you know with the looping. Yeah, at the same time, just completely changing the style for an EP. You know, what I tell people is it kind of still has the same feel. You know, it's still uh, a lot of the songs are kind of based and written around like a minor chord feel. I just kind of tried to keep that you know as raw and earthy as possible. Well, I see them rolling in the streets, these bands of merry men. Believing those they walk beside are loyal to the end. But if one falls out of favor, he better just beware. He'll find the dagger in his back Well, the rest divide his share So I walk alone I walk alone Well, these armies of opinion mongers Rage incessantly But I can't hear them nagging when My amplifier screams I don't want no deadbeat coats and riders threatening my health And if I need a harmony, I sing it to myself I walk alone Well, I walk alone I walk alone Me, but before long you will see When you put your faith in numbers You're inviting mutiny And if you plan on waylaying me i like to see you try Cause I'm carrying the fire and I will not let it die I walk alone You pulled out a 200-year-old song Wayfaring yeah. Stranger record <laughs> on the yeah. Seeds in the Soil I mean, what was it about that song that made you want to record it? Um, I was on tour in uh, South Carolina, and we were in a van for that tour, but there was a, a couple bands that were in a tour bus, and a few shows got canceled, and 
we all jumped on the bus and we went up to uh, South Carolina to stay with this family who lives kind of out in the woods. Um, and they have, it was something like eight or nine kids, but they were incredibly hospitable to the tour. Um, but they came out and performed a song for us at dinner, their whole family, like mom, dad, and a, and a bunch of kids, and performed Wayfaring Stranger. And they did it in parts, you know, with uh, the harmonies and stuff. And they did, uh, uh, you know, and they dropped it down to a single voice and it come back in. And that was the first time I had ever actually heard the song. And I thought it was really, really cool. And, you know, then a couple years went by. And when I was, you know, messing around with stuff for the Seeds in the Soil, I thought about the song and realized that it fit really well. And I was like, well, it's it's a couple hundred years old, so there's no copyright issues. So kind of laid it down to see how it would go. And it and it fit really well with the other songs. Um, yeah, I, I love the song. Very kind of somber sounding, but also leaves a lot of room to, to get you know, big and loud in there as well. So it's a it's a cool song. And I was, you know, humbled to be able to take a crack at it because I know a lot of uh, major artists have done so over the years. And I thought you were going to say that you put that family on tour with you. <laughs> you were going to hire them and get some backing singers. Yeah. One of those big band stands up in the back. <laughs>
American Arson has just released step three in your Origin EP series with The Blood and the Bones. I guess it's really, it's my personal favorite of the three releases. But the opening song uses a historical folktale for the basis of the Beast of Givadon. How did you come up with that? So, um, I was a history major in in college, you know, and I've always been drawn to some of these... uh, these folk tales that you know there's some truth in them but you can kind of tell there's that... there's another rarity you don't usually find two band guys with college degrees <laughs> yeah yeah, most of, yeah it's not it's not cool to yeah there's school and play like, music but... oh you you went to school yeah so but I, I i had heard about the story and i um you know i've always been drawn to stories like that as well and so i was thinking about it just writing this song um, and just about the imagery and the metaphor of this man-eating beast. And, you know, part of what I wanted to get across with this song is that I know I do it, and I know a lot of other people do it too, but um, where we actually become this, this man-eating beast, this kind of self-deprecating uh, person that um, we don't let ourselves get away with anything. We're, we're the first ones to nail ourselves to the wall every time we mess up. And I think that's been something that for me, um, I've never done a really great job of dealing with my own failure. Um, and when I fail, I, I really, uh, it really hits me hard and I, I have a, a high expectation for myself and I hold myself to a high standard. And when I, when I fail, um, you know, I really kind of tear myself apart. And, uh, so I kind of thought of, you know, of the imagery of this man eating beast just kind of rolling through the countryside and, creating all this havoc and how I can actually be that in my own life because of the way that, you know, I have a difficult time uh, letting go of, of failure and, and coming to grips with the, the fact that I'm a fallible person and that, you know, I'm going to mess things up. So there's probably a bunch of people that got the EP and the first thing that they did was go on Wikipedia and type it in because they were like, what in the heck is, is this all about? But it was cool. It, it just kind of dropped in and, and fit well in the, in the lyrical content.
So Jesse, American Arson's three EPs have been called the Origin Series. So if that's the beginning, then what's the next step going to be? <laughs> Maybe um, Jesse can't answer this one. <laughs> hey, um, no, we've we've talked about that a little bit here recently. Obviously, I guess if there's anything good that is coming out of this this surgery and having to take a short break here, we uh, have it's given us some time to kind of sit back and and look at 2016 and uh, um, and see what we want to do with that. Um, we will be definitely playing a, lot, a good amount of shows this next year, um, but we do we do have ideas. We do kind of have a a rough outline, I guess, for for what we want to do in terms of um, potential new music and uh, where we want to go in that direction. And we're kind of in the the stages of talking through that and figuring out exactly what the next step will be. Um, I know we're both pumped for that, um, and the ideas we've come up with so far have, have been exciting to the both of us. And uh, we do have plans, but I don't think we're quite at the point where we can say specifically what they are yet. Good job of playing dodgeball, Jesse. You are so <laughs> political. <laughs> That's it, man. You can run for mayor of Detroit now. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if I'd want to do that. It might not be worth it to me. <laughs> That's a whole other interview in and of itself. <laughs> Jesse, Evan, I hope Michigan wins. Thank Us you. too. Oh, It'll make for a more pleasant drive home. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, a 16-hour car ride can get kind of long if they don't. Yep. Been there, done that kind of stuff. <laughs> I know what you're talking but, about. But we won't we won't have to worry about that. Yeah, no, we're we're good. We got this. <laughs> Guys have a great time with the new release and thanks for meeting with the antidote. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thanks for having us out. Thank I appreciate you. it. We're back live in the studio. A couple of updates about American Arson. Jesse is recovering from his surgery and yes, Michigan did win the Citrus Bowl. So American Arson is a happy band. Next week on The Antidote, we have another great guest. Meg Culkeen is a popular artist here in her hometown of Peterborough, has an incredible voice, is a Christian, and is a part of the LGBTQ community. So tune in to find out how all of these mesh. Well, here comes American Arson with our closing song for tonight, My Father's House, and we'll see you next week. Everybody's coming to get me Everybody's placing the bounty on my head They're coming to get me Everybody's placing the bounty on my head Well, in my father's house there are many rooms Oh, and none of them can be bought with silver or gold Still I quite
are better than others. I feel conviction like a body blow. Determination like a fire.